the hockey dudes podcast bringing you a post-game report after the blue jackets beat the detroit red wings they beat the red wings 4-2 in a preseason game only got i think just is it just one more preseason game left against the penguins i want to say on saturday i, w- I want to say i don't know Anyway, I mean, this was the one that I was planning on going to all along. I, you know, Blue Jackets had a full lineup in this one. I, the second that I saw that the Blue Jackets put together an NHL roster, I was like, I'm going to, you know, hammer the Blue Jackets minus one and a half. I don't care if Detroit brings their full NHL roster. I'm bet, I'm going to bet the, I'm going to bet the Blue Jackets and pay it off significantly. Um, I also belt, belt, I belt, I bet an Elvis shutout. I didn't get that. That was tough. I might have jinxed that somewhere down the line at some point. I'm sure at some point in the night I jinxed it somehow. Maybe just saying enough in my brain. It was, you know, through two periods and it was looking good. Elvis was playing good. The Blue Jackets overall just completely dominated the Red Wings. And again, I know the Red Wings, you know, looking at their roster, they didn't have a ton of guys. You know, they, they had Larkin out there. They had that Lucas Raymond guy. They had Bobby Ryan out there a little bit. And, you know, and they also were starting their, they were starting their number one goalie this year, Alex Nedeljkovic. So this was a one versus one matchup. And, you know, Nedeljkovic, who's obviously an Ohio native from Parma Heights. Everybody, you know, likes to go check him out whenever he's in town. And he's a stud, man. He's a stud. I, You know, it's one of the better goalies in the NHL last year. You're just looking at the stats. He he was up there in a lot of categories. Very surprised that Carolina let him get away. And, you know, he's a huge part of the reason why people think the Red Wings will be better this year. And, you know, Blue Jackets had their way with the Red Wings tonight. And, uh, you know, very happy to sit here and say I I did get a little sense of confidence. I did get a little sense of confidence and Brad Larson has been saying it. Don't wave the pom poms. You know, let's keep the pom poms down. I loved that quote from him on the last podcast. If you guys remember, I'm going to continue with that. Not trying to put the pom poms up, but I do have to break down a game. And I got to say the power play, it looked, it looked freaking nasty, man. I don't know. It's just, you know, just going against laundry. I know it's laundry on laundry. Blue Jackets jerseys versus Red Wings jerseys. I know talent is not going to be the same when the Yotes come in and they're penalty killing. It's going to be completely different. But from what I saw, I liked it. And it was a big topic tonight. A uh, big topic tonight was Jakub Voracek and what he's bringing to this power play. And I got tons of sound on that. Uh, I'll let you hear from Zach Rorensky and Brad Larson, both of them talking about what Voracek brings to this power play. First of all, it's a lot, man. I mean, this power play, I think, was, if I, off the top of my head, I know at least three of the goals were power play goals. I think that makes them three for four on the night, if I'm not mistaken. Blue Jackets had one more power play at the end of the game where, you know, you were just kind of in closeout mode. But, 
yeah, the power play looks good. And again, it's just pre I know it's just preseason, but it looks different out there with Voracek. Voracek is finally a guy to put on the power play that has some sort of competence out there. A guy that we have not had since like Sam Gagne, you know? So it's it's crazy and very nice to have it. Here's Zach Wierenski. You know, you don't have to hear it from me. Let's just hear it straight from the players' mouths. This is Zach talking about what Voracek brings to the power play. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, I don't want to tell him that. But, <laughs> um, but, no, he's just been around for a long time. He's been yeah. on successful power plays. You know, in Philly, they seem to have really good power play numbers consistently. And he's been a part of that and a big piece of it. So, and we're pretty, you know, I don't want to say use the word young. A lot of us have been around for a while. But, yeah. uh, you know, we've had Yorkie, you know, guys, um, you know, five, six years in the league. He's been around, I don't even know how many years. But, years. yeah, he's uh, he's seen a lot of stuff. and. and been successful on it, so we just want to listen to him and, uh, and obviously uh, Pazzy as well, our coach. And yeah, so it's been good so far. I just got to keep it going. Yeah, whenever he has a puck on a stick, you just got to try and find trying to find a way to get open, yeah. and he'll find you. And then obviously he's been around for you know so many years, and played so many games. Just some of the little things he's brought to our power play. Um, you know, for me, like where to stand or when I get it, plays to run or break out, stuff like that. There's just little things that I guess we haven't really thought of before. Um, but a guy with that type of creativity to have him on our power play, it's, it's huge. It opens up a lot of options for us. Yeah, no, it's, you can see that too when he has a puck on his stick. And I, I'm not actually, I'm actually not going to overreact. I mean, it's, it's a power play shouldn't be hard to run if you're, if you have basic hockey skills. I know, I'm, I know I obviously am just, you know, I'm just playing my little beer league and just, playing a lot of chill and I'm just a guy up in the stands that likes to yell shoot. I know deep down that is that at my core, that is who I am. I am that person. But I mean, the power play, you have, you have an advantage five on four. So if you're offensive minded, I feel like it should come natural to you. And you know, you can't have a defenseman run the power play. You need to have, you know, strong wingers on each side. And Jakob Voracek certainly adds that. And you know what the firepower that we have on the other side is uh, Patrick Laine, who had an amazing goal tonight. His goal was incredibly sick. He, you know, danced around four sacks of laundry in the Detroit Red Wings and those scrubs that they had out there. And it was just a a great goal, very reminiscent of what he did last year against Chicago. I think I said it was against Dallas uh, yesterday on the pod. But no, it was against Chicago where he, you know, danced through the entire uh, state of Illinois and, Scored a goal right in, right in, uh, who's their goalie's face? Don't even know. Don't even know Chicago's goalie's face. Guys, I got no one here to help me and tell me who Chicago's goalie is. Nor do I feel like looking it up. F them. F the Blackhawks, man. Um, but no, yeah, speaking more of line eight. And just let's get into Brad Larson and and his comments about not only line a, but uh, we'll start with him just continuing on about Voracek and just what he brings. No, actually, we don't need to hear that. We don't need to hear that. We'll we'll talk about what Brad Larson had to say about line a, because I I think it's very inspirational. I, I listen to this and a little, little tear comes to my eye and it makes me realize that this coach, this coach is proud of his little boy, man. And Patrick Kleine, he's is his little boy, and and he's the team star. He's the guy. He's the 
you know, I think Zach Ruensky, I think we, over the off season, I even got on this podcast and said like, he is the team star. Um, but I mean, Patrick Laine is the guy that's going to end up on highlight reels. Right. And he showed that tonight. He's the guy that, uh, he's going to bring in fans from outside of Ohio. You're not, you're going to not just have Ohio sports fans rooting for the blue jackets because Patrick line is very popular out in Finland. He's probably the best player from Finland in the league right now. Most talented or in most, you know, promising of a career. And he's already accomplished a lot. And, and here's Brad Larson talking about that. I don't need to talk about it anymore. This is just Brad Larson. Just when, when Brad Larson was asked if he's seen a different Patrick this year, this is how he answered. He, he, I, I kind of gave him a little bit of some coachings, put it that way. The shift before he just made that goal, he turned it over. He was a one on three in a one goal game. And, um, and he knew it. You know, he, he said, I got to get that in. And that's the right call. And then he goes in the power play and he dances through three guys, I think. So it might be tough to get him not to do it again. But as far as the question goes, I, I have seen a different guy. Uh, you can feel it. I think he, what impressed me is, is early in the, in the second period there when, you know, we had a breakdown. Tex came with the wall, shoveled pass, and we had a breakdown. And he, he busted us home from the top of the circle and ended up breaking the play right at the goal mouth. You know, so... Those are the things that, you know, being the, the player that wants to get all the minutes and, and play against top guys, you're going to have to see effort like that. And, and he's been given it. He's had, a, he's had a great camp for me. I thought he's, he, he worked out it this summer. He got himself in better shape. It's, it's, he's got a little bit more. I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove everybody that he's still got a lot of game. And he's a young man still. He really is. He's, he's had so much success young that it's, it's scary to think that he's as young as he is still. Um, but there's a lot of growth left, but I've been really impressed with kind of how he's been handling himself. Yeah, I think we all have been impressed with how he's been handling himself. You know, ever since, obviously, it did not start out good here with his relationship with Torts, and clearly Torts was frustrated with the way that he was refusing to play the way that Torts was trying to get him to play, which we know it involves playing a lot of defense, you know, he doesn't want just cherry pickers out there. He wanted guys to come back and and make those plays. And clearly, Brad Larson is also asking that of, of Patrick or just not make mistakes that cause three-on-ones going the other way. You know, find ways to win puck battles. Find ways to turn the puck back over. And we move forward. And and you know what? He just said that at the beginning of that soundbite. He said, I had to have kind of a, co- a coaching moment with him. I had to kind of coach him up to say, to say as little as possible and he understood right away and that's a great sign don't you don't need to bench the guy to send the message just just tell him okay treat him like an adult treat him like a veteran because he is he's been playing hockey in the nhl now for I think this is the sixth season if i have that correct off the top of my dome fresh off the dome that it is a sixth yeah it's a six i didn't just pause the podcast to go Look that up. I, I I knew that off my dome. Checked it. Correct. This is his sixth season. So he's been in the NHL for a long time. The guy is only 23 years old. So, listen, you don't need to send him. Just because he's a young player doesn't mean you need to treat him like he's a young player. Treat him like he is the is this magnificent talent. Because he is that. And he proved that. Again, tonight, just... 
on his own in a preseason game where nothing really matters. He's just, it just, it gives you really, gives you goosebumps thinking about the talent that this team has. It's raw. It's real. He's, he, when he wants to be, can be one of the best, most lethal weapons in the league. We've seen that. And, you know, the Blue Jackets have some other silent killers on this team. We also got Igor Chinakov, who, uh, I gotta stop saying Chinakov, Chinakov. We got Igor Chinakov, and he had, he just, he doesn't really stand out in games. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he only stands out really when he shoots the puck and scores, but he doesn't really make a lot of mistakes out there. He, he doesn't, uh, he plays physical at, you know, when he needs to, when he needs to chase a puck down or when he needs to tie a guy up along the boards and, and have some, some help come in, he'll do those things, but he just, he just, his skill is, is, the reason why he why Yarma wanted him on this team is because of his shot. And there was literally a point where he shot the puck tonight and it missed the net. But you could hear like the rip of the tape off the ice. Like you could you could hear that rip like so hard and it just was such a quick shot and smacked against the board so loudly in a mostly empty nationwide arena. It was a good crowd for a preseason game, but Man, it just it, it just is encouraging just seeing the way that this team just attacked, relentlessly attacked the Red Wings tonight. It just gives me so much confidence. It really does. It, it I, I went into this and I tried not to come out of a preseason game just poisoned into believing that this team can, you know, do these crazy things in, in the regular season. But I, you know, certainly again, just more good starts. It's basically the same thing that was said about the blue jackets coming out of Traverse city. Just a lot of, a lot of good things happening with the team on the ice. I I'm seeing a lot of good hockey and that, that needs to continue going into the regular season, obviously, because you are starting to see people talk about how this team should be good. I'm seeing it from people on Twitter. They're saying, don't count out this team. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and just, I'm just going to jump on. I'm just, fuck. this isn't easy for me to do, but I don't have any way of talking myself out of it. I hate it. I just, I just, I did not want to get to this point. After a preseason game, but the last title of the podcast episode was put down the pom-poms. Put the pom-poms up. Pom-poms are up. I one All it took was one, pre, one preseason game. One preseason game. And the one preseason game against a dusty Detroit Red Wings team who was mostly... Uh, just the Grand Rapids Griffins. I will say this about a couple of their players, though. I, I will say they did have one dude out there. Uh, Giovanni Smith, the uh, winger for the Red Wings, who did a little research on him. He That guy was playing physical out there, man. He was like, he was out there to kill somebody. And I kind of liked that. I, I know it was like, I know maybe preseason games you don't want to see your guys get hurt and sh- and surely I don't want to see some of our I don't want to see any of our guys at the end of checks ever but specifically in a preseason game where it doesn't matter the puck that whatever player is chasing down doesn't matter but I, I liked 
that was just a guy that stuck out for me on the on the Red Wings, and I, I wasn't paying that much that much attention to their individual players and you know some of their guys. I was looking at Lucas Raymond. You know, I was I was trying to check him out because I know there was a lot of buzz around him. I guess and Dylan Larkin. Certainly, I was watching him, just seeing how the Blue Jackets would play defense on him and. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, Giovanni Smith, he was just banging on the boards. Like, he was just, he was going hard, man. And he was call, causing some scruffles after after the whistle. And even though that stuff isn't really, doesn't always help your team win, I just can really appreciate that. As someone who was kind of just like the white boy hustle guy, like whenever I played pickup basketball, I can just appreciate a guy that just goes balls to the wall. Like, it was just, it really stood out to me. I don't know. And Maybe it stood out to you too, but good job out of him. Just just to give a Red Wing some credit, I guess. Uh, there were a lot of Red Wings fans in the building, per usual. You know, when they scored their couple goals in the third period, they they were buzzing a little bit. So I'm glad Red Wings fans got to see some goals. It is you know historic on this podcast that as Blue Jackets fans, when we've gone into away arenas, you know, I've been on, I've been to one Blue Jackets away game. No goals were scored. I drove 10 hours for it too. Tommy, who, you know, was on this podcast for a long period of time. He went to Pittsburgh to watch the Blue Jackets take, take on the Penguins. He got sweeped 3 nothing in that game. So, yeah, you know, the Red Wings did. There's some positives to take out of Detroit. And, you know, they beat us. Right? They they beat the Blue Jackets earlier on in the preseason 5-1. to one. And I think their team's going to be good. They had a lot of dudes out tonight. And surely... I should not be doing this. I know I should not be doing this. This is just incredibly irresponsible of, irresponsible of me. I think this Blue Jackets team is going to make the playoffs. <laughs> it just it just sounds stupid coming out of my mouth here at at 11:48 in the morning on, on in the morning. 11:48 at night here on Wednesday night, almost about to be the morning by the time you're listening to this. It sounds stupid coming out of my pie hole, but I'm just looking at this talent on this team. And every year we do know that there are teams in the NHL that surprise uh, the rest of the league. And I think the Blue Jackets are going to be one of those teams. I do. I think we got rid of a lot of things that were holding us back from becoming just a more offensive minded team. I think we got rid of a coach who definitely was defensive minded and definitely taught in an old school way of hockey that worked for the personnel that we had completely flipped the personnel. Once we got rid of the coach, you know, hired a new coach within who can take a lot of the good things that he saw during a playoff run. And, you know, hopefully we can, we got good goaltending. Certainly we got two of, you know, the better goaltenders in the league, great goaltending tandem Still have Zach Rowenski, who's a premier defenseman. I will say defenseman is going to be a spot that I am a little bit worried about. I, I, I think I have confidence in Rowenski. I have confidence in uh, Gavrikov. Boquest can surely do things offensively, but as Brad Larson talked in his press conference, I think he needs to see a little bit more defensively from him. You know, he's going to be going against some of the best players in the league here shortly in a couple weeks. You just got to see a little bit more. So that's certainly something to look out for. But yeah, overall, good game out of the Jackets. You know, they, they covered the, the puck line. 
that matters to some people, to me. And yeah, it was good stuff. Um, other than that, I was just checking out some other preseason games. I did see a little kerfluffle in the Rangers and Devils game where P.K. Subban was being accused of doing a little slew foot action on Ryan Reeves in the corner boards. And, you know, PK went on the press conference. He went in the post game and completely denounced any effort to slew foot the guy. And sure, it definitely looks like he's sticking his leg out and it does get in the way of Ryan Reeves and cause him to go off balance if you look at the play. But, I mean, I don't think PK... I surely don't think PK is the guy that would go around and, and play dirty hockey, especially in a preseason game, for God's sake. Like, I mean, I, I just, I can't see that at all. And yeah, it's a bad, the replay is bad. Um, when you slow it down, it definitely looks like he stuck his foot out, you know, to take out Ryan Reeves. But as he explained in his own press conference, he was just trying to get big on the wall and just, you know, trying to stay balanced. It wasn't, he said he looked at the play, obviously on the on the jumbotron, and he immediately felt awful for Ryan. He, him and Ryan are friends, apparently. So, yeah, uh, no more comments on that. Just a tough look for Ryan Reeves. I I personally ain't a, ain't a huge fan of Revo, um, just because I I don't know. I maybe because I'm just I was jealous of Knights fans that they had a player like him on their team. But it's not like he was like, he always had a rivalry with Tom Wilson, but it was not like he was putting up offensive numbers like Tom Wilson was. I, I feel like Tom Wilson always got a little bit more in the head of Ryan Reeves. And maybe I just didn't really like that about Ryan. But I mean, got to have respect for Reaver, Revo. He's, he's still, you know, gooning it up in the league. You got to always appreciate that. So yeah, I can have full respect. I hate that he's a Ranger. I hate the Rangers. So yeah, I got nothing for you there. I do want to also go back on another thing that I said, just because it came up today, too, with Jack Eichel. It seems like there's more talk about the Buffalo Sabres now leaning towards trading Jack Eichel. And I don't, surely I don't think this is a result of the Robin Leonard situation with, you know, him coming out talking about issues amongst. Buffalo Sabres training staff, then providing ambience for painkillers, pills for, you know, players as they would go on, you know, long road trips and whatnot, and just something to just kind of numb them. And that's how they dealt with injury there. Listen, man, I know I said that Robin Leonard probably did that out of attention, which I still think is partly true. I still think Robin Leonard loves to have the spotlight on him. I also thought it was kind of a well-known fact that this was going on. At least we've heard on prior podcasts that this is like a, a thing that happens, but Hey, if this is an issue, then that's fine. Raise awareness. I think we need to talk more about it, that this is a thing that's happening. Personally, I don't know what it's like to be an NHL hockey player at all. So I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I feel like I would like to see a couple more players step up for the cause other than just Robin Leonard before I'm just all in on. Yeah. Like let's try to end this thing. Also, I just don't have a voice. So why, why does it really care what I matter? Like my opinion just means absolutely zilch in this situation. So, all right. Nonetheless, it was a good, it was a good show and I'll be back sometime this week. Don't know when, 
but yeah, we'll talk uh, more about just, you know, again, excited for the blue jackets, regular seasons coming up here and I'm just locked and loaded for it. So yeah. Um, cookies on the tray. Tell your dog. The sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Lighten up while you still can. Don't even try to understand. Just find a place to make your stand and take it easy.